This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night. We're up the top of the tower. It can mean only one thing. The Fight Disciples are back, baby. And what a weekend it's been for fight sports. We've had news left, right and centre. Plus, we've had half a dozen of Merseyside's finest in action um, over the weekend. We'll come on to that, obviously, a little bit later Big news as well breaking across the world on the day that David Hay formally and officially announced his retirement from professional boxing, obviously in the fallout of the the back-to-back defeats against Liverpool's own Tony Bellew. David the Haymaker Hay, one of the greatest, certainly the greatest cruiserweight this country's ever produced. The only, only alongside... The main man himself, the real deal of Vander Holyfield, the only man to unify the cruiserweight division and then go on to lift a version of the heavyweight crown. David Hay, his career officially came to an end today. Also, which happened in the last 24, 48 hours in this heavyweight division, Deontay Wilder, supposedly, we're being led to believe now, has uh, accepted a counteroffer from Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn. That fight will go ahead. Again, take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, later this year in the UK, and there is a rematch clause for the return to happen over in the US. Back on the banks of the beautiful Royal Royal Blue Mersey, although it looks a little bit grey at the moment. It's getting a bit dark now, but you know what I mean. You know, you know what the gist I'm trying to say. Back over here, we've got plenty of news going on as well. Sup from a former teammate of mine, actually from the Sully Salisbury ABC, former amateur star. Adam Farrell has t- announced that he will be turning pro under Steve Wood, uh, a full-time primary school teacher. Adam um, done a bit of sparring with me back in the day when I did that charity fight with Shane, with Shane Neary, uh, along with JJ Metcalf. Um, he's announced that he's going to be turning pro, probably going to be about September time. He's going to be based at the Solly with the pro team there, so that's definitely one to look out for. Uh, loads of rumours online. Over the last 24 hours, about Anthony Fowler jumping up to domestic ranks to take on Ted Cheeseman, uh, another guy that was supposed to fight JJ Metcalf prior to JJ's success at the weekend. We'll come on to that shortly. Um, but Cheeseman, Fowler doing loads of traction on social media. Fowler's texted me just before the show started, said there's no truth in it. He's not looking in that direction, but he is looking for a big step up in level of opponent next time out. Hopefully, before the end of the summer, I'm pretty sure it will be before the end of the summer. But of course, there's some big news that broke today. Absolutely huge. Long overdue. We've waited long enough for it. Rocky Fielding will challenge for the WBA Super Middleweight Championship of the World in Offenberg, Germany on July the 14th. Now, listen, I was hoping to get Rocky on the show tonight, but you won't believe this. Not only is his phone broke, so he can't take calls, he can only text, but his missus is at work and the neighbours are out and he's got no house form. The guy literally cannot get on the phone to to respond to us on the show to talk about how excited he is about the world title fight. So let me speak to you in Rocky speak. Rocky from Stocky, through his text messages, is, of course, absolutely delighted to finally get it confirmed. Tyrone Zuzia, fans will probably remember, Defended it, made the second defence of his WBA regular world title against Liverpool's own Paul Smith. Last June it was, uh, 12 months ago, that was the second defence of his belt. He will make the fourth, fourth, fifth? Fourth defence, I think it is, against Rocky Fielding in the Baden Arena in Offenberg. Uh, 26-year-old Zuzia is unbeaten in 23, never fought outside of Germany. 
and our own Rocky from Stocky, 30 years of age now. Oh, still only looks young, doesn't he? Uh, 26 and 1 record, of course. That only defeat on his record came against Callum Smith in Liverpool a couple of years ago. And how mad is that, by the way? How mad is it that the victor on that night, when we were th- when we were all talking that night at the Echo Arena, this is a final eliminator for a world title. Whoever wins this will fight for a world title next. We're a couple of years jump forward from that fight happening. Let me think when that was now. That was November. That was November 2015. My goodness, that was two and a half years ago when Callum Smith defeated Rocky Fielding. And yet it's taken until this point now to finally get one of them in a world title fight. And ironically, it's the guy who lost on that night as well, Rocky Fielding. But listen, Scouse Invasion, we're all going to Germany, July the 14th. Congratulations, Rocky Fielding. It's long overdue, sir. Coming back to this just past weekend, obviously there was a massive fight night up in Manchester at the Manchester Arena. Tyson Fury made his comeback. Uh, the big heavyweight, the former lineal heavyweight champion of the world, made his return after almost a thousand days out of the sport. Obviously, he beat Vladimir Klitschko, uh, unsipped the champion, but then there was nobody left. So he, he kind of disappeared and he fell into depression, had some real issues, uh, put on about six or seven stone, but he made his return at the weekend. Listen, I don't want to talk about Tyson Fury's fight. If you want to, if you want to know my thoughts on that, please download uh, today this week's boxing show podcast, which is on the Fight Disciples app. It's via FightDisciples.com, or if you're on iTunes, you can get it on the podcast app on your phone. We are Fight Disciples. You'll also find a UFC show on there as well. We give all our thoughts on the full card and everything else that went on this past weekend and what's coming up this weekend as well. But this is the Radio City Talk Show. And you know all I talk about is Scousers, so let's get the focus back on that card. But the four Scousers that featured on it, JJ Metcalf, finally in a big fight, finally got himself a belt wrapped around his waist. He claimed the WBC interim super welterweight belt with a 12th, 12th round TKO of Eitor Nito. Tough fight for JJ early on, but listen, like his dad Shane Neary, once he weathered that storm, once he got into a bit of a rhythm, the 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 end was inevitable and what a finish it was in that 12th round. Speaking of finishes, and we're going to have him on the show a little bit later as well, heavyweight Alex Dickinson's fourth round knockout of David Howe. Wow. Talk about stealing the show on Saturday night in Manchester. Highlight reel knockout. If you haven't seen it, I urge you to jump on social media. I think it's on my, it's on Fight Disciples Facebook account. It's certainly on Alex's Facebook account, and those are some of the guys from Everton Red Triangle. Big right hand over the top, right across the jaw. Mr. Howe was left face first on the canvas. Sensational stoppage by Alex. We'll get his take on that later in the show, uh, and also a debutant. A Boxing debutant, at least anyway. MMA star Jack McGann made the transition to boxing flawlessly on Saturday night. Yes, it was his first fight in a boxing ring, but after 15 fights in pro MMA, including 10 knockouts in 11, in 11 wins, it was, in, it was inevitable, really, that Jack was going to start his boxing career with a bang. We're going to be speaking to Jack very shortly in the second part of the show to get his take on the whole transition from MMA to boxing. But what a way to start. A third-round knockout of the avoidable Dwayne Grant. Really got ripped the blue touch paper on his career. And fourth and finally, and we're going to speak to him in a second as well, Super Sam Maxwell went to 7-0 and on the uh, after the Tyson Fury fight on Saturday night, I'm going to get Sam's take on that very shortly. Great to see Sam rocking up the uh, flying up the rankings and rocking up these wins. But you know what? What Sam needs now? I've seen him opening the show. I've now seen him closing the show. 
I want to see him in the main card of the show. I want to see him get some decent TV exposure. Super Sam's joining me on the line right now. And listen, Sam, we're 7-0 now, mate. We're marching on. Big performance again yeah. against Kane Baker, but not too many get to see it because it was on so late. What happened at the weekend? How come you were, were you just a floater? I was the live floater, Nick, and um, some of the fights just went went longer and longer. And um, yeah, so just, just the, the luck of the draw, really. You could get a boss spot, but I was unlucky and uh, was on at like 12 o'clock at night. But I'm at 8-0 now, I am. Oh, it's eight. of course it was, yeah. That was the eighth, wasn't it? Eight straight wins. Yeah. So are we... Um, you know, when when that kind of things happened, did you find yourself gloved up in the back and taking your gloves off and all that kind of stuff? Was it was it frustrating yeah, luck, or? Yeah, luckily I've done it before, so I, I've had that experience. But uh, to, yeah, this one it was just really long, and it was, um, I got told I could be on, and um, it was it was just yeah, just just really hard. Uh, you know, to keep myself focused on the fight. Like I found myself just walking around talking to people about boxing, and I was like, oh, I'm fight. I could be fight like fighting soon. Do you mean so? I've got to get my switch back on. It's just hard. Of course. The whole point, of course, is rocking up, you know, eight straight wins so quickly. What is it inside? Is it 15 months, 14 months? Or, yeah. It, you know, it's not it's not too long. To have eight fights in that short space of time is is tremendous. But, of course, you know, you're not sticking around. You, you know, you want to get in title class quickly. And, unfortunately, sometimes you have to take these fights that may float and may be on at weird times because, you know, as soon as you get to double figures, then we get into title class. Is that right? Definitely, you know, then I am get my TV slots and I get my right slots then. But until then, until I'm into double figures, I've just got to take these fights and uh, keep racking up the wins. That's the, that's the important thing, isn't it, Nick? Absolutely, mate, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, it was a, a boxer masterclass you put on against against Bacon at the weekend. Won every round, won every round comfortably. Are you, you know, after so many blowouts, of course, you know, was it, was it nice to go? You haven't, you haven't been the distance since your first fight. Was it nice to go the distance, or was you trying to keep the knockout run going? I could see you were trying to get him out of there, of course. But yeah, it was, it was definitely good to get the six rounds in. You know, um, you know, I proved it, like I know in my head now. I know I can do six rounds at a good pace. I threw a lot of shots, but uh, if I could trade all my um, knockouts just to have just to knock him out, I would have traded it because uh, he was just the most annoying boxer I've ever ever been with, Nick. Uh, wow, just he was uh, and. Cause I, I I did he took my hardest shots he took hard shots and I hit him I hit him and he was um, in the first round he's going I hit him a few times and when we when we broke off a little bit he says thought he was gonna knock me out this round Sam and then I was like <laughs> so then I'm trying to knock him out then I'm trying I'm trying to knock him out and then it it just made it easier for him then because he can see me just he knows I'm gonna load up with one big shot yeah. and uh, he got through it then he got to the third round he's like oh third round Sam I'm still here and um. I was just like, just baffling me, and it just, it just worked. He, he, he managed to survive because he got in my head and, and made me look for the knockout. And plus, you see what he did where, um, you know where Billy Joe Saunders makes Lemieux miss and then looks out the ring for the shot? Yeah. Like, uh, well, I catch him with a left hook to the body, lovely shot to the body, but then <laughs> he steps out and looks out the ring, and I'm thinking, what, are you looking for your ribs or something? I've just hit you in the body. Like, that's, that's not how it works. What you've done? Well, just, just frustrating, but yeah, great to get the six rounds in against a tough man, and it should, like, now I know, like it's like a reality check. Not everyone's gonna go uh, with my shot, even though it's, even though I'm powerful and I, I feel like I hit hard. Not everyone's gonna go. There's people that can take this. So it's about it's about um, developing my boxing skills and winning the fight in different ways and different with different tactics. So yeah, it was a great experience, Nick. Absolutely. Well, listen, stuff like Kane Baker, fights like that are worth their weight in gold because you have had to wait yeah. all night. You have had to, you know, get gloved up or come down. You're on now. No, you're on. You're not on now. You're back on. All that kind of stuff. And then when you get in there. He's talking back to you. He's frustrating you. He's saying different things. Yeah. He's trying to goad you, and you're lo- you're now loading up because you're biting on it. These are all yeah. experiences that every yeah, pro needs to ticked. have. Yeah, definitely. All boxes ticked. You know, I've learned a huge amount in that fight, and um, 
yeah, definitely gonna gonna build it. And I spoke to Warren at the the weigh in. Didn't speak to him after the fight, but on the way in, they said they're gonna just deal with this kid tomorrow, and uh, we're we're gonna get you back out, Sam. We want to keep you um, active. We, we're not waiting around with you, so you know, hopefully, I'm getting on one of these top bills. I've, um, I'm hoping my, myself to get on the Windsor Park bill yeah. in Belfast because because uh, I'm I love I love Ireland. <laughs> I love yeah, Belfast. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> and it's but... a great show to be part of the fans' show, and, and Tyson Fury's just been announced on it as well, hasn't he? I think. Exactly, yeah. Carl Frampton's top of the bill. Tyson Fury's probably going to be chief support on there as well. So you can imagine it's going to be absolutely bonkers. And as you say, you you, know, you seem to be a firm favourite with the Warrens at the moment. Have they said anything about the direction in which you're going to go? Or is it just the case of getting you to double figures and then getting you into eight to ten rounders and then letting you off the leash? Yeah, I think that's that's the way they're going. They haven't mentioned what routes or nothing, but just they look like they just want to get me the fights, get me the fights, and then and then see where I'm at kind of thing. And um, yeah, so just got to keep it going, keep performing, and um, yeah, I'm excited, excited for what the end of the year is going to bring and and into 2019. Well, you're certainly in a buzzing weight class, mate. There's loads I of incredibly well, good fights around in this super lightweight division. Long term, do you think you'll you, do you envisage staying at super lightweight? It's staying at ten stone. Definitely, yeah. This is my weight now, and um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to some of the big fights in the future. Like, I really can't wait now. Starting to starting to get excited. I can see myself reaching the that, that level now. So. You know, I'm looking around and I, and I want these fights. I want to be in these great fights. Are you, will I you have it? I win. I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think I've got the ability to, to be, the, be the top. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, just just on home home soil, you know, just in and around the Northwest, there's so many massive fights oh. in this super lightweight division. And uh, yeah. and then obviously nationwide, you know, there's guys at the front of the queue at the moment, like Sir Terry Flanagan, Josh Taylor. Did you, did you yeah. see Terry Flanagan's fight on Saturday, which was co-main? What did you think of his performance? I did. I seen um, I seen it uh, a few of the rounds from the back, but um, yeah, I thought he boxed well. I, I did. I, I, I like Terry, and uh, so I'm maybe a bit biased because uh, I had him. I had maybe gave it gave it to him. I would have had him winning it, but um, yeah, I just thought it was a great fight. He's like that, and it didn't look too far off my level. Do you know what I mean like I was I'd, to, to watch? It was a great fight, but um, one I know my ability can take me to in the future, and uh, but yeah, just just great fight to watch that. Absolutely. Better than the Tyson Fury fight, definitely. Yeah, unfortunately, with Tyson, it just didn't. Uh, it didn't actually just catch fire at all. Did it? it was quite no, a, a little no. bit of a letdown. So, but listen, Tyson's got it all to prove now, and hopefully that'll just bring more eyeballs to this August show, and hopefully it's you're included on that bill as well. Uh, any idea yet whether you'll be stepped up to an eight rounder in in Belfast, or is it a little bit early? Yeah, to yeah, I'm. I'm got to got to be an eight rounder now, hasn't it? But just just because it's another big bill, it's about fitting whether they could fit me in on that one at eight rounder. But I, I, that's what I, that's my level now. Is I need to be eight rounder. I've done enough. I've done my learning. You know, if I'm not ready for ready just for the step ups now. I'll never be ready. So definitely, I um, fingers crossed it's eight rounder, and I, I think that's the the way they're moving for me. Are you enjoying being on the road as well? You know, I know you've fought at Greenbank Sports Centre, but you know you haven't ticked the Echo Arena box just yet. But uh, you know you, you've done the MEN, you, you know you've done the big arena in Leeds as well, the first direct arena, and you've been down to Leicester and everywhere else. I feel like we're building towards something here, Sam. I think we're building towards a Echo Arena title shot debut. Well, how good would that be? That that's yeah, that's the stuff of dreams. That yeah, definitely. But I do love the away days. Um, you know the fans, my support love it as well. Get travelling down and travelling back. But um, yeah, just the Echo Arena. That that's that would be the pinnacle for me. Absolutely. Brilliant. Listen, congratulations again. 8-0, and Sam Maxwell. And yeah. we're only just getting started. Get ready for yeah. Sam to explode in 2019. Thanks for joining us on the show, Sam. Thanks for having me, Nick. Cheers, mate. You'll listen to Fight Disciples on Radio City's Talk. Stick with us. Coming up, we've got Jack McGann. And we're going to be talking to the knockout king himself, Alex Dickinson. 
You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. And listen, earlier in the show, I was talking about the four tremendous performance by Merseysiders on that big Tyson Fury card in Manchester at the weekend. And listen, none were more exciting than the, the guy I've got on the phone right now. What a performance on your pro boxing debut. Jack the Pilgrim McGann joins me right now. And Jack, was that like a fairy tale beginning for you? <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it. You know, it, it was, there was there was a lot of riding on it. You know, it, it wasn't just like my full, my full debut. I had, we done the short documentary, what, what, what went out the night before. Um, we had, obviously, Frank Simon. We had everyone else saying, and I'm a bit mad to go into boxing, starting on that big card and fighting that opponent. And it, it, it was a lot. Uh, it, it, no one said it, but that had to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and it all come off perfect. And I, I loved it the second day. The uh, the opponent you went in on. We were talking about the opponent prior to the fight and everything else. And we were talking about the fact that you know, um, on paper. He might not have been this undefeated guy, but he was certainly game, and he certainly proved he had a great chin. And you know, it felt like it was a, a real nice start going in against someone like Dwayne Grant that comes to win. That that, that helps you, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, I've always said this about Dwayne. He's got a slightly mixed record, but he's he only ever fought like really good prospects. So if you get someone else and put them in the bag of people he's been with, then they they have a similar record as well. So I, don't, I really don't think that his record reflects his ability because he is a very good boxer and he's slick and he has got a great chin and, he, and, and you know, I put him down I put him down twice in the second round and then um, he got off as the bell went for the second time, but he came into the third round fresh, fresh as, a, as a baby, you know, so he, he was obviously super fit and trained and, and was in there to win. So, um, it was a perfect start. When we got that opponent, my coach, um, Alex Matienko, was going, no, come on, don't don't get into your first one. You can get some moment. So don't pick him. He's, he's the most awkward guy ever and all this. But, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy we've done it the way done it on a six-rounder. And, um, I wouldn't have done it any other way. No, exactly, because, you know, we, we spoke about this in the build-up to it. You wanted to make a statement. You know, you didn't want to get yeah. in there against a, a, a journeyman Eastern European who's who's lost 50 and won two fights. You wanted to make a bit of a statement in boxing, and I think you did that. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, MMA, we, we, don't have, we don't do it the same as the boxers. Obviously, if you, obviously, your first few fights, you fight less of the poems, but I think I think some of the boxers do it, do it for too, longer than they have to, especially given the fact that in boxing, you have usually at least fifty odd amateur fights before you turn pro. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I, I think that I don't look at it that the same way because of the MMA kid as well. So, I, I, I didn't want to do that. Plus, as well, I didn't want to make out like I was starting again going yeah. to boxing. So, I didn't want to take another three years fighting fighting GM or whatever. I, I want to get straight in there. And I think the next one we'll probably go for an eight rounder if we can against the better opponent, and we'll just keep jumping it from there. Absolutely. You had Alex in the corner at the weekend alongside Owen Roddy as well. How did that how did that dynamic work out? Are you happy with the way the corner went? Yeah, it was perfect. We had um, Owen, we had Owen, Alex and then we had Kerry Cage on the coach, so I couldn't have asked him anymore. Perfect, yeah. But um it was like, you know, with Owen. I reviewed Owen before and and I I've got a very good connection with Owen, but the thing that's special about Owen is Apart from any any other boxing coach in the world, he's literally got an, M- an MMA fighter in Connor and took him into a boxing fight. So, he, plus he's fought MMA in the past, and he, he literally he can see all the little bits all the boxing coaches can't see. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it, 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 it worked fantastic. 
Was what was the difference? Because you're you're probably alongside Conor McGregor now. You're you're probably the only person that's moved over and had this competitive fight. Certainly from UK shores, certainly of a a decent fight at this level. What was the difference, Jack? You know, did, was it was it in the changing rooms? Was it just stepping into the ring rather than the cage? Did anything kind of jar you where you thought, whoa, okay, this is different? Or did it feel very natural anyway? It, it, it did feel a lot more natural than what I thought. But um, one of the biggest things was like obviously in the town's clubs. There's not that much. There's not that much in them. They're not like big clubs, but. When I got hit in the face a few times, Dwayne might not be a big punch or whatever, but in an in enemy glove, because there's, there's literally not on in the glove. Mm-hmm. And every, every time you get it, 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 it hurts a little bit. It's not nice on your face, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then playing in, in them boxing gloves, it's, it's, it's um, a bit of padding there, so that was all right. I don't know if it's after 12 rounds, but. Um, but you were like, it's all right, this. Yeah, I'll take yeah. one to land three, and not yeah, a problem. That, 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 that was it, but, but it did. I, I loved it, and, you know, I have, I have been fighting enemy for the past. And look, six years and and, and been busy. And this is just a, a nice breath of fresh air as well. And, uh, but so I did feel a lot more confident than what I thought I was, was going to feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? I felt like I thought I'd own there. Those ten knockouts you had in, in your eleven MMA wins, you've certainly carried the power over with you. Have you mm-hmm. say as you say you had Dwayne down twice in the second round before you before you finished him in the third. But it was a clinical performance as well. It, you know, it. I think this is the people that have got to differentiate. Yet it was your boxing debut, but. You know, effectively, this was like your 15th fight or whatever it was. You know, yeah, that, you, you kind of yeah. picked up where you left off in MMA. You, you haven't started again at all. Yeah, that, that was my um, 17th session of fight. But, you know, I, I, I know I can smack. I don't know if people want to do that, but I think the difference with me, with me in boxing is I'm not like this big, like, wild guy who, who, who's got power and, and, throws, and throws everything and looks sloppy doing it. I'm, I'm technical as well, you know, when I think... That's what that's what we'll need to fight on on Saturday. Where does that come from then? Obviously, you, you've trained mixed martial arts your entire your, your entire life since you were a schoolboy. So where does this technical ability in terms of boxing, you know, because people have tried to make the transition before and you've been found been found wanting because obviously in mixed martial arts you train a multifaceted. So why why is your boxing on such a high level? Do you think? Just just purely the coaching that I had, and, you know, where we had. Yeah, Mark in box club. We had, we had a few. We had Tony Christie and as well as then Mark and he come in. So we we had, we, had, we always had very very good coaching. But I I I used to have twice a week like a private off off off. It was Mark Shimpton who was basically Mark's assistant. Yeah. Run the same drills as him. Mark and he have four coaches. Only so many in the country. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I used to just go with him and he just got you just. But that's all it is. It's just the sheer quality of training that he had. And then obviously I went out and put Bobby with me, and then obviously I'm now with Matt. So um, I don't just I don't just think I can box off a set of pads. I've had quality quality coaching from a very young age, and that's, that's what it shows. And then and then but, but I don't know why I can so I've always been like that. But yeah, I haven't got a clue because I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm skinny, really. I don't wear a coat. I'm not anyone else. You've just always had that punch, one punch mm-hmm. power. Yeah, always. You, this fight at the weekend um, was at middleweight, but your 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 future is at super welter. Is that right? Eleven around eleven stone, like middleweight division. Yeah, that one was classed at, at super welter because it was seventy. It was eleven six. Right. Super welter eleven. I don't, I don't know what all works. I just just say weight and say okay, but <laughs> obviously that that's what I've always thought. That yeah. Um, this fight was at eleven six, and that 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 five or so pounds we had made the world of difference in camp. Yeah, 
Like I didn't really have to do much with it to really. When, when you get further down the line, will you campaign at 11 stone? Will it be this super oh, welterweight that you go that, for? Will you go even lighter? That's what we want next time. We want 11, on 11 stone. But, you know, don't get me wrong, if, if a fight comes along and it's at, at 12 stone or whatever, the next one up is, I'll take that as well. I fight it either, you know. It depends on the opponent and it depends on time and everything else. But I'm comfy wherever. Yeah. Is that versatility just because there's a, there's less weight divisions in mixed martial arts? So you're used yeah. to jumping up 10, 15 pounds here than there? Yeah, and especially in MMA, you know, sometimes you might be fighting someone at, at, at 70, 70 or key, but really, you're getting around like 80 odd or whatever, so it doesn't, a, a, few, a few pounds each way, it doesn't really, doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Obviously a massive yeah. show this one to make your, to make your boxing debut on, the Tyson Fury bill and 16,000 fans at the Manchester Arena, it's the stuff dreams are made of. What was it like backstage? Who was you sharing the dressing with, room with, you know, what was that interaction like? Um, to be honest, we got there. We got we we were in a big mad rush when we got there. A few people people missed the fight, but yeah, um, it was just it, it was just. I, I don't know where I can describe it. It felt really. I me personally, as it was all happening, I was thinking, like, when 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 I'm gonna get this like this like when 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 these big nerves are kicking because all this is happening and all this and and he just and I and after the fight, I said to myself, oh, they're not coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? So everything just felt everything felt great and in the changes it was just all my coaching really and, and the other teammates who was on but um, I, I, I loved it and as I said you know I haven't, I haven't fought in the minute in, in two and a half years but I have been fighting in big arenas in Russia in, in the past few fights so I'm, I'm not scared I wasn't scared I was looking at all the big satellites you know what I mean yeah. if, if, if it felt comfy I, I'd feel weird the only way I'd feel weird is, is if I went on a smaller show again of course that's the only time I'd get anything like that but I think the next one we're going to have, the campaign, I think the next one's going to be in the campaign for August in Belfast. We're going to try and get that in 10 weeks. And all the, all, as I said, I'm, trying, I'm going to try and get on at eight rounds and then step the opponents up again, yeah. get straight in the mix. So I want to be fighting for titles by, by, next, by this time next year. So I've got to get a move on. But um, I, I think there's a myth with, there's a myth with boxers and MMA fighters. And, and it's that MMA fighters can't do it. And boxers just come to it. And I'm here to end the myth. Well, you certainly you certainly proved the the myth was wrong at the weekend with that performance. And as you say, if you go on to Windsor Park next in August, what a phenomenal second fight that would be. Um, obviously, there's some Irish connections with your grandparents. This fight going over in Ireland might might that be a route you go down first, Jack? Maybe for the Irish title. Yeah, I've said this before. I've never I've never had a, all my family from Georgia and we live in Dundalk now in, in Ireland. For for them still live there. I'm, I'm about as Irish as you get. If you, see, if you, see, if you ever see me here, I've got a head like a bear cow to pop a jeep over So <laughs> I look as Irish as you get. But um, they've all died. I've been to fight again over there since cause I, I fought there until a few years ago and they all loved it. But definitely, you, you know, especially being with the Windsor Park show, it, it'll be a massive show. But I've, I've never had a, a belt in MMA. Yeah. Ever. And, and I don't think you get as many chances in MMA to fight for belts as you do in boxing because there's, there's just not as many. Mm-hmm. So I'll take I'll take anybody give me and, and you know if I go over in Ireland and fight over there, I've got I've got me I've got your nationality, so I, I can fight for an Irish title if I want to. And that's definitely something I do. Uh, that's the route we're going to go down. Why not? Absolutely. Still only 25. You've had your first real taste now of, of the boxing ring. 
Have you got a time frame in mind, Jack, in, in which you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to focus on boxing for three years, then maybe I'll go back to MMA? Or are you just kind of taking it one fight at a time? Or, or are you 100% about boxing right now? I, I, I think for where I'm at, it'd be a bit tough to go back and forth because it takes too long to, 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 you know, to have one MMA fight and one boxing fight and one. So for the time being, the plan is I'm, I'm boxing at the minute. Yeah. Just, short, just solely boxing. You know, I turn 25 years a week and I've got more experience now. Once you're the shit lads, you've not three years. I can come back to them and I'm not going to sell bottles of kitchen when I put the shingle and put them on the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put the shingle leg and all that. So I'm going to reach there. So back in a minute, I'm loving boxing and that's where I'm staying for the future. Is there a title you've got in mind as well? It would be phenomenal to see, you know, for you to win say, a British title, and then go back over to MMA, have a couple of fights, get into the UFC. You know, this is this is like legacy-defining stuff. No one's ever done anything like this before. It'd be incredible to see someone do that, and certainly, obviously, someone from this city would be even better. Yeah, obviously, you know, it's not the title that we have to do, and I think if it did something like that, and that's where I'd be left but I want to go back to MMA for a bit of help. Yeah. You know, I want to take a good few steps in one of them, a good few leaps and bounds, and then switch over to the one and, and then catch up with that one as well, do you know what I mean? Instead of just taking a step at a time by each one, because I think it'll take, it'll take too long in between. Yeah, absolutely. Is um, the fight at the weekend, did you... You know, did you get back in the dressing room afterwards? You'd celebrated, obviously, you had the hand raised at the end. You know, did they feel any different? Did they feel any different from MMA? Did you think, oh, you know what, this this is really nice, or you know, doesn't feel the same, or whatever? It, it's so curious because you're kind of the only person, yeah. you and Conor McGregor, the only people I can ask. What are the what are the differences? Does it feel different? Is the vibe yeah. different at boxing than MMA? It, it, it's, it's like you know, it, it, it's it's so weird. I, I said this when, when when we first wanted to do this, I thought, okay. Um, I used to box a few times in the camp now I'm boxing every day, that's the only difference. But there's so much there's so much more to it. It's not just it's not just you know, I'm just punching. There's so much there's so many little tiny things that go with it and you you all make a big picture. But I think um the only thing what was what was a big massive difference. I miss I miss kneeing people in the face. I used to love doing that. Yeah. I don't really I don't really miss getting people swinging off your legs against the cage for fifteen minutes. But I, th- I think one of the good things about boxing is, so I, like in MMA, sometimes I feel like you know, after the fight, I, I I haven't even been in the fight, you know what I mean? Like, say if I get someone who's, who's wrestled me for, for 10 minutes in the fight and I've ended up being on points or whatever, then um, you come away from it and you feel a bit better because it's like, come on, I, w- I wouldn't mind if if, if my face was smashed in and I'm, I, I, I feel like I'll, I'll give it a go, but I think you, you, you really will feel it in boxing. Like, look at Terry Flanagan's fight on. Yeah. On um on Saturday, obviously lost the world title, maybe devastated, but he put he put he 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 he, he fought his heart out. Do you know what I mean? He, he couldn't have done any more. Yeah. And, and obviously wasn't the accurate the performance, but he put on a, the best show of them, the best fight tonight for the fans, and and, and, and you know he, that's the kind of fight why I want just like that. And I think you'd only get that in boxing. Yeah, sometimes in MMA, you know, you can have a tendency to be taken down. You can be grappled yeah. on the ground, and uh, as you say, you don't really get the opportunity to make your mark on yeah. a fight. Um, eight round of next, in, in, and obviously at Windsor Park, would be absolutely sensational because yeah. you're literally just a you know a single ten rounder away from title opportunities. Then, 
how realistic is it a, a title shot at the beginning of 2019 is that what you've sat down with you know with the, with your management team and, and and everything else is that what you've discussed 2019 a title assault yeah I'll definitely have one next year as long you know everything's going to keep going the way it goes and and um, I haven't I haven't had all these amateur boxer fights and I haven't had all this experience that's what these guys have had but I'm just as well trained as them yeah. I've, I've, I've been fighting monsters in Russia the past few years and I, I hit like an absolute train so I'm, I'm going to move up the twist um, and that, that, that has always been the goal I'll do a shift do an 8 do a 10 I'm going to go for belt straight away and, and, and you know um, I'm going to do it definitely going to do it this year well, it's exciting, man. I'm super excited to be a part of this journey. I know everybody in the city is as well. Cannot wait to have Liverpool be the home of the first British champion turned UFC champion. It's going to be phenomenal. Congratulations yeah, again yeah. on the performance, Jack, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, Nick. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you only just join us, where have you been, man? We've been celebrating a mammoth card from the weekend. Tyson Fury's big comeback in Manchester. And it was absolutely stolen by four scousers claiming four straight wins. We've spoke to Jack McGann. We've had a little taster from Sam Maxwell. But I want to speak to the main man right now. The guy who talk about a highlight reel one-punch finish Heavyweight Alex Dickinson joins us on the show right now. Six and zero now, mate. Four knockouts. Yeah. How's it feel? Yeah. Boss me, yeah. Been, uh, that's been coming for a while, hasn't it? That one punch knockout. Just a bit, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I, last time I seen you up close and personal was at, was at Greenbank. Yeah. Uh, against that tough as anything little Spanish fella who was just no. had an absolute no, coconut head. Oh, he wasn't going anywhere. You could have been punching him in the face all night. Uh, he was never going anywhere. I know, I wasn't expecting that from him, to be honest with you, but well, fights like that are just massive learning curves, aren't they, for us? Yeah, absolutely. And since then, of course, you went to Belfast, bang, first round knockout against Lee Carter, and then this one at the weekend, David Howe, you saved it till the fourth round, you kept the fans on the edge of their seat, but did you did you feel he was going to go? Did you feel that right hand was open, or did it just kind of um, happen natural? We've been working on things in the gym, um, and that was that's what one of the punches which... Lands quite well with the bigger lads, you know. Um, and throughout the fight, I, I was, uh, we, to be honest with you, we wanted to box him over six rounds because with him being that tall and what have you, um, we know it can, it could be like a round or two to to, to get into him type of thing. And um, the first two rounds, it, it, it was like that. But then um, we punches started coming together a little bit more instead of just throwing like one single shot, one big punch and what have you. And then that punch just... Uh, like I think like a left up to the body stepped in with um the, like a right hook over like a right chop and chop and down a uh, right hook. Yeah. Just uh, never hit anyone like that before. And it, it's do you know what? It, it was boss just the um the atmosphere in there. Of course. Um, all, all me traveling support. Yeah, you were on early doors, but I tell you what, it didn't sound like it. It sounded like you were fighting no, in the Echo Arena. It was mad. I know. I know. I've got a. Um, Got great support, and it it just it means the world having everyone to come to come and support me. And it doesn't matter what time I'm on; I've always I've always got good support, you know. Yeah, I bet you they're looking forward to a few away days now, aren't they? Ah, uh, well, we've had a couple over in Belfast. Um, I do I do well with the tickets over in Belfast. I do I, I do all right anyway. Yeah. Um, but even for going over to Belfast, I think three or four times we're boxing in Belfast now, yeah. and every time I've I've done about hundred tickets every time, which is quite good going to be honest with you oh god yeah talk about when, certainly but when it's it, on the road of course I know but it's just uh, 
boss in it, having making all your family and friends proud. That's and me, especially me, me, me dad as well. Ah, brilliant. Yeah, means the world to me. Of course, yeah. Was it was it your dad that got you first into boxing? Um, no, my cousin, my cousin, um, took me to took me on the pads a little bit, um, and he introduced me to, to to a couple of gyms, and then I I, I ended up in one gym in Liverpool, and then I um, when I turned professional, I've, I've moved over to Everton Triangle now, and to be honest with you, um, I'm not I'm not looking back because Paul Stevo in uh, Everton Triangle, I've I've never been around um, coach like him before. Um, He's, the knowledge in him is is, is unbelievable, yeah. and every day in the gym we're learning something new, and um, it's it's showing in the fights. But not only in um, like the the pros um, are doing well, uh, the amateurs are flying as well. Yeah. You know, Peter McGrail's doing so good, and we've won a couple of national titles this, this year as well. So all the work that like the coaches are doing at Everton Triangle, Paul Stevo and the lads, it's it's showing now, like. Exactly. Well, it's certainly bearing fruit. The last couple of years, it's been yeah. absolute. It's just been one success yeah. after another. When you yeah. turn pro, though, obviously you, you you know you went an amateur start out of that gym. You were at, you were at, at a different gym. But so, what made you go over and work with Paul? Because although that gym has had great success over the last couple of years, yeah. it's mostly been little guys. It's mostly been you know flyweights, bantamweights, you know all around that weight. So, what what made yeah. you go over there and think you know he, this guy could handle a heavyweight? It's the connect. It's the the connection you get with people, um, you, and the vibe you get off people, and in boxing you've got to be able to. I feel like you've got to be able to trust people, and like as a boxer, my life is, is in Paul's hands really, and um, you've got to trust that person. And uh, when you meet Paul, he tells you it's straight, and uh, there's no, there's no, there's no in between with him, and. Um, uh, there's no mess around if you miss days in the gym it, it, it doesn't matter how old you are like I'm 31 even if I, if I miss I don't really miss a day anyway but if you miss a day he, he, he shouts at you for it and um, you, you, you need that um, what's the word you need that like an authority uh, figure yeah you need that in, in, in a boxing gym and um, he's got that in Everton Red Triangle and when when when, when I was an amateur I was going in there sparring a couple of sparring Courtney Fry and a couple of other fellas in that gym, mm-hmm. and uh, straight away just uh, so so welcoming to be in there. You go in there first thing, you have a coffee and just have a have a chat for an hour. So it's just a friendship thing. I just felt such a good vibe in there, and everyone was everyone was so welcome, like just open arms really. It's all you want, you know. At the yeah. end of the day, a happy fighter is a dangerous fighter. That's the most is, important yeah. thing. Yeah. So, obviously, when it comes to sparring right now, there isn't too much in Liverpool for you. But you're doing a lot of stuff with with Tyson Fury. Is that right? Yeah. Well, um, well, before that, I got a couple of rounds of uh, big prices um, a few months a few months before. Um, I got them with uh, Tyson, and that was a amazing experience to spar with with with, with the big fella, and then. Yeah. Um, he he ends up boxing, so he he he, he once he boxed, he he wasn't sparring. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, end up getting a message off um one of someone from Tyson's crew, and um he invited me over, over for sparring, and uh, I sparred him. Uh, got four or five rounds of him in one week, and I think he, I think I don't know, I think he talked to me a little bit, and yeah. then he invited me back the week after, and then that week I got about uh, thirteen or I got I got a lot of rounds in with him, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
massive learning massive learning experience and uh, he's a uh, he, he's, he's something special and I've, I've said it before to, to people like he's uh, yeah he's something special he, yeah he's unbelievable for the size of him for 20 stone and 6 foot 9 the uh, the way he can move around the ring and stuff like that is so impressive yeah it's a, he's, a he's a gentleman as well, you know. No, he is absolutely, and uh, I think yeah. I think a lot of people have a have a weird, uh, you know, they, they have a weird mindset when it comes to Tyson Fury. Similar, and it, yeah. it happens in this city as as much as anywhere else. Same same with Tony Bellew. People don't really know yeah. uh, and have this weird perception of what they're like in real life. But both of them are absolute gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, and, not, I've, I've not I've not met Tony, but. Uh... Yeah, both exactly the same. Both both just family man. They like to have a bit of a laugh, but you know when they, when it's time to work, they can both work. In terms of your development, then you know if you're regularly getting work off the former lineal heavyweight champion of the world, you, you couldn't ask for any more than that, could you? Ah, oh, no, no. It's been great experience. Um, and I say yeah, every spy you're learning, I'm learning off them. Um, I'm trying things with them as well. Um, even if they don't work, sometimes I'm I'm trying trying to. To work on things that I need to work on and stuff like that, um, but yeah, it's just been. I've had a good coming up to that fight really with the opponent. Uh, he was he was nineteen and a half stone and uh, six foot nine as well. Yeah. It um it was good sparring to, to get for leading up to that fight really. Absolutely, you couldn't ask for better sparring. Uh, moving forward, then obviously fight yeah. number seven um, just around the corner. I'd be surprised yeah. with your with your backwards and forwards to Belfast that you don't end up on this Windsor Park Carl Frampton bill come August. I would have thought, but it'd be nice to see you step up to six rounds now. Do you think you're ready? Yeah, well, we were hoping that the last one was going to be six rounds, um, but that never happened. So hopefully, um, the one in Greenbank on the 21st of July on the MTK show that'll be um, a six rounder. Uh, but I'll just leave all that down to Paul and uh, MTK to decide that whatever whatever they decide, yeah. I, I do like, you know what I mean? Do you look at the heavyweight division and, you know, is there certain fighters in there, certain marks where you think, you know what, when I get to 10 fights, I'd like to be boxing someone in and around the top 15 or top 20. Are you looking at the British rankings at the moment or are you just still trying to trying to take every fighter that comes and just learn as yeah, you go? Just take it. Take every fight as it comes and don't look past anyone really. Um, yeah, I don't really. Um, does, uh, it doesn't bother me who's, who's in the rankings because the rankings don't really mean mean anything to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I just carry on doing what I'm doing, and when my opportunity comes, I'll I'll take it. Um, I'm happy doing what I'm doing now, and you know, I've been on some massive shows. Um, you know, for boxing July, that's seven fights in thirteen months. Brilliant. Yeah, been really busy. Like like MTK have uh, just kept me kept kept me busy, which has uh, been amazing for us. Um, so whatever they decide, I'll, I'll, I'll carry on doing. But and the heavyweights don't. It doesn't doesn't matter whoever they put in front of me. I'll um I'll go through. Are you thinking old school as well? You're going to go Central Area, English, um, British, Commonwealth. Know, Is that the way you'd like to go, or are you just going to wait and see what comes up? Yeah, just whatever happens, happens. I'm not someone who will say, um, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Um, whatever whatever you want me to do, you, you never know. The heavyweight division, you might get to, say, 10-0, and 0, and you might get a, <laughs> a mad phone call to go over to, um, I don't know, Eastern Europe, Europe to 
the box for a, a title. You know, you, at the, the heavyweight moment is wide open. Yeah. And if you get yourself in, in, in a good stead and good record and what have you, see, you, you might get a crazy phone call for a European title. Uh, if you get yourself to 50, you know, you might get a crazy phone call for a world title. You, you don't know in the heavyweight game. Yeah. You don't know what, what's around the corner for you. So you need to keep yourself in good condition because you might get a stupid phone call to box in two weeks. Absolutely. Well, there's there's professional boxing and then there's heavyweight boxing. The two completely yeah. different sports, as we well know. You said earlier on that that you 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 know you you love making your dad proud. So I guess yeah. he's your biggest fan. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Even though he, he hates he hates it because of the feeling that that he gets the emotions he goes boxing. through. Yeah, yeah. Um, but afterwards, it's boss looking at him and you know putting a smile on his face. But not just me, dad. It's, it's Everyone else, all, all my, my family, my supporters that go over and watch me, yeah. it, 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 it's just making them happy and hearing them screaming and what have you. It's boss. It's, it's making me smile now thinking about it. <laughs> it's a great time to be a professional boxer. This truly is the golden age of British boxing. You know, it's never been as, as fruitful as it is now. And it really looks like the heavyweight division on a international landscape is about to have a little bit of a boom time again as well. You know, after Tyson locked all the belts down and took the belts off Klitschko, he kind of surveyed the, he surveyed the field and there wasn't much out there. But a couple of years later, we've got Joshua, we've got Wilder, got Dillian White, you know, and then there's guys like yourself and Nathan Gorman and every just domestically who are pushing up there as well. We could be about yeah. to have a bit of a boom time in the heavyweight division. Oh, definitely, yeah. British boxing, the, um, the heavyweights, they seem to be young heavyweights. Um, are coming through at the moment and uh, it does seem to be bouncing up. Yeah. There are a lot of heavyweights that aren't getting the, the the calls that they should be getting to fight and stuff like that. So hopefully they, they'll start coming through and the fights will be shown live on television and there's some good fights out there that are going to be great barnstormers, you know? Yeah. And hopefully I'm in one of them, a few of them. Of course, mate. Right now, looking at your career, I know I know it's relative early, early days, but you know, are, are you in this to become heavyweight champion of the world? Is that what's driving you, or are you in this to see just how far you can go, or just to be in great fights? And you know, what, what's your mentality? Um, I'd love to get a title. I'd love to get a title, and I'm more than. I wouldn't be boxing if I didn't think I'm capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to also be in some great fights that people are talking about in, in the future. Um, but at the moment, the world is my oyster. And uh, when I first started boxing, I was just happy to have one fight, get all my friends and family to come watch and just take it off the bucket list type thing. And uh, I've, I've not stopped. So, and I've done well as an amateur and I wasn't expecting to do any of that as an amateur. Um, so, I don't know why I can't do it now as a professional. Absolutely. Well, listen, it's been an incredible start to your career. Six straight wins inside, just just outside of twelve months, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. just in twelve months. So yeah. it's been an incredible start. It's so exciting to be watching it, even if it's I'm watching from afar. I definitely got to get down to Everton Red Triangle soon because yeah. there's something in the water at Everton Red Triangle. I've been saying this for a while. Something's going on there. And now there's big fellas like yourself in there. Maybe I can knock about a little bit as well. So, listen, best of luck for it. Have a nice, nice little one, summer man. break. Let's see you back out at Windsor Park, fingers okay. crossed. Well, Green Bank first, isn't it? We'll see you Green at Green Bank, Bank yeah. first. Are the tickets on sale yet for Green Bank, do you know? Uh, they're coming this week. So, if you want tickets, 
get hold of me on Instagram or Facebook. There you go. Get hold of Alex all over Instagram, Facebook. Get your tickets for Green Bank. Support Grassroots Boxing. Listen, we all love going to the big shows, but without the stuff like the Green Bank that MTK are doing, pro boxing would die. So please support all that. And you know what? It's a hell of a night because you might see me fall through a table, which is kind of what happened last time as well. So, Alex, all the best, my mate. I was going to bring that up then. <laughs> all the best, mate. Congratulations. Highlight real knockouts. More of them, please. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Catch up with us online at Fight Disciples on social media and at fightdisciples.com. And I'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.